No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, guess what? You like food. I do. You need it. Yes. You have to eat food in order I to stay it. alive on planet Earth walking around. And you know what's, what's good about food? You get to pick the food that goes in your mouth hole. That is true. It's true. You do. And you know what you should do? You should go check out Fire on the Mountain if you live in Denver or if you live in Portland because they have the bomb. What? Why are you looking at me like that now? Because you said Portland. Did I? Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. I'm just wondering. Why are you people, calling me out? I was well, just going to keep rolling with it. Because people may not know where that is. Well, yeah, Portland. So, do you yeah. live in Portland? <laughs> do you live in Denver? Go to Fire on the Mountain because they have amazing chicken wings. They have amazing onion rings. They, they have, have amazing deep fried pickle spheres. And you they need also to say spheres. Not spheres. spheres. I always say spheres. <laughs> <laughs> We're blowing it today, guys. But wow. you get the point. Fire on the Mountain is the place to go. I'm just so excited about their food that I just mispronounced it. That's right. <laughs> save room for deep fried Oreos, though. That's for sure. Save room for that. And hey, if you uh, aren't abiding in Portland or Denver, <laughs> don't be sad. Go to PortlandWings.com and you can get some gear there. They have amazing swag and you can get their sauces there too so you, right. you can be happy and if you live in portland and you have any um experience as a director of op- operations the portland location is actually hiring right, right now so go to their instagram uh which is at f-o-t-m pdx or at f-o-t-m denver and you can find the post there for the director of operations and uh you know what go check out the food I mean, it's not all about mispronouncing words. It's about fire on the mountain. Shop Tour Bus is the longest running sponsor of this amazing podcast. Thank that you. You're about to Yay, make. Shop Tour and Bus. everyone over at Shop Tour Bus, we love you so much. They are the online lot's greatest purveyors of Grateful Dead inspired merch, hoodies, stickers, pins, and t-shirts that you're going to find on or off the lot anywhere in the country. And these designs like... I don't know. I've tried to explain this to you guys before, but it's like Grateful Dead song names told in picture form. And it's really freaking cool what they do. And they have a new one up now. It's um, the estimated profit. They yeah. have that one. And some of the proceeds are going to the, the our friends over in California that are struggling with like their disaster relief going on. 
So thank you, Shop Tour Bus, for doing that. And they're hooking up the No Simple Road family with free shipping. So when you check out, put in the promo code No, no Simple, Simple Road. Road, all one word, and they're going to hook you up with free shipping. Apple, what do you got? As I say, well, remember too, this isn't just your ordinary, boring, packaged Amazon That's or right. somebody drops on the patio and you throw away what it was packaged in. You get an awesome hand-designed box with all kinds of goodies in it. You get, you never know. I've gotten action figures. I've gotten stickers. I've gotten gum, candy, all kinds of things. And then special people, you never know. You might get picked to get a bootleg. A miracle what? bootleg. A miracle bootleg has actually been passed down through the Grateful Dead family. They got a restock not too long ago. So those are probably going out more and more. So, you know, go over to Shop Tour Bus. These are also, got to mention, the comfiest t-shirts. Absolutely. They are always, they just, they fit right. Their material is amazing. You'll love it. Yep. So at Shop Tour Bus on Instagram or shoptourbus.com. Remember, use the promo code no simple road, all one word when you check out, get that free shipping. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Just before I'm going to hit the mic and I'm like, ready? And everybody just is silent. And because then, and I, then get I'm wondering, like, I get scared. I get scared. I'm like, 
Wait, why? Because then, we're like, five and a half years into this jam. <laughs> well, and there's always last minute preparation. I was finishing chewing a gummy. Yeah, ex- <laughs> yes. And then you got to have a sip of your drink, clear your throat a little. Hey, now, no Simper Road family, what's oh. happening? This is Aaron. Um, This is Mel. And this is Apple. And we got Jack from Bodie Mojo. Whoa! Yeah. In studio, beautiful guest. Jack came over to hang out tonight. We were like, hey, you want to come cut an intro with us? And since you're here. Yeah, since you ain't got nothing like, better yeah, to do. do, come hang out with us. Everybody, we got something really special for you this week. I, and I know I say that every week, and I mean it every week. Because it's always special. Yeah. yeah. But this week, I really, really, really mean it. Like, for realsies, mean it. We have the five-time female world champion disc golfer, Paige Pierce, on No Simple Road. Woo, Paige. Yeah. Yep, give it up for Paige. So I would be... Um, I would be remiss if I didn't initially say thank you <clears throat> once again to Sky Dog Disciple, to Corey for giving me the the idea to to reach out to Paige in the first place, and uh, thank you so much for doing that, Corey. It it, uh, Aww. it 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 ended up giving us this incredible conversation that you're about to listen to, and also added another member to the No Simple Road yes, family, and absolutely did. Added somebody that we're going to get to go to a show with. <laughs> yeah, I'm really summer. excited about that. The, this way, this always this seems appropriate to every, the way everything works out. Like tonight, we have Jack joining us. When we did this interview, it, we had the help of Sky Dog Corey helping set this up. The night we did this interview, we had our friends Jason, Audrey, and their two kids were up here yep. with us, who, who all played disc golf. And we're very excited about this. So all of this, she became family. This was a great conversation. All the just is kinds of kind of seems to focus around family and community. Every bit of it down to the intro we're cutting here now. Yeah, yeah. well, it's a family affair for sure, and it's also great to have um, such a strong, fierce, uh, powerful woman in yeah. that family. She really kind of embodies uh, discipline and um, hard work and. Um, being graceful about struggle. And I just really enjoyed the conversation from just her athlete mentality and applying it to life and just how strong she is in so many ways and deciding to pick up and just, you know, tour basically like it's um, a revolutionary way to live your life right now. And she's doing it beautifully some of you out there may be scratching your head and being like why does my favorite music podcast have a disc golf champion on but if you're involved in this world at some point you're going to run into disc golf like there's a huge overlap between the music live music community and the and the disc golf community have you seen it jack i've never been to a disc golf event but i imagine a lot of the people from jam band communities and people who like going to hippie shows like to kind of hang out yeah. and do the disc golf thing too. Do you do disc golf? No. no, no, not your bag. What's your what's your what's your exercise of choice? Running. Uh, yeah, I like ultra running. What? That's ultra trail runs are kind of like where I got off the most. What's the what's ultra? An ultra is a any distance of running longer than a marathon. Wait, what? Yeah, you go. You run longer than a marathon sometimes. Yeah, so I've done a few. Why? I've done. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who is chasing you? Are you, you? being chased, my <laughs> man? <laughs> yeah, I like I like digging deep and then being in nature. And like, there's this thing that happens when I'm out there that I can like really connect with myself 
deal with like demons or like deal with whatever's going on in my life. And then like almost going through like this element of punishment with it and like mm. sitting with it. And it, wow. it feels like feeling the feelings and then working through them yeah. and like working and, and being pain that. and like, wow, I would a, imagine very profound way of, of handling. So how, your, I'm, I'm curious, like the ultra thing, like longer than a marathon. What, what's the longest you've ever ran? One I've done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the longest was a 50 mile run. 50 mile. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So this is what I'm curious about. Jesus Christ, How do dude. you get from one place to another? Running. Like, do you run in a circle? Yeah. No, but do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, I, so well, when you're done just, with this 50 miles, are you 50 miles away from your car or no, your home? No, like, no. I, I was wanna, in my basement. I was just running around basement. On the treadmill. Yeah. Circle. Yeah. No, no circle. No treadmill. Is there the treadmills in nature? What? Yeah. Is this, <laughs> yeah. Is this like a track? Wow. Like you end up back where you were? This or? one was a lot. So they call it a lollipop. A lollipop is, think about a lollipop. You mm. run out a straight line and then you do a circle. So I, I ran around the sisters of Bend. North sister middle sister and south sister so i left about four in the morning out of my car and ran 50 miles and got back at 1 1 p.m 2 p.m and bend yeah by okay. myself just I, I told someone i was going but i'd like get my own water and packed all the calories i needed and, and just kind of ran okay so wow. when that all bullshit joking aside seriously yeah. <laughs> like when you're done are you like out of your mind are you completely disconnected from your body mm, out of my mind in what way like how do i ask this so like i know that when i run my little three and a half miles there's a point where like my mind and my body kind of disconnect i'm out of my head and i'm not really um it's like meditation do you know what i'm saying like the I'm not thinking about everything in my life. I'm kind of just centered on my breathing and, and yep. going. Yep. Yep. So after the run, during the run, I get that. It's like this kind of like separation time. It's like a flow state thing. Similar yeah. to like, if I'm like playing a show yeah. and like things are going well, things are like working. And then like two hours goes by, you're like, what the fuck was that? Like what just happened? You know, it yeah. just goes by really quick. Yeah. That kind of similar thing happens if I do like ultra trail runs. Um, but when I got back from that, I mean, I felt like very physically broken. Like it was a hundred degrees. Oh, and what the hell's the matter with you? Dude, I was white at the mouth. Like people saw me on the trail and then I, these, this family saw me at, at like mile 45 and they asked me for directions. And like, I don't remember what I told them, but I saw them in bend. I saw their son in bend a few days later at a coffee shop. He's like, dude, we saw you on the trail. He's like, you were making no sense. <laughs> yeah. You're like, they're like, how do we get to here? I was like, it's two miles. They're like, it was 12 miles away. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jello. Yeah. I just Ran the iron mile. Yeah. I have a flat tire. <laughs> Gotta go. Well, that, that, that oh, is man. very admirable because I, we like, we knew you ran all of us that know you. We know Jack likes to run because we've been at many shows He's like, the guy running like at a festival. festival. <laughs> everybody oh, yeah. is, everybody's get either just going to bed as the sun's coming up or is waking up and Jack's all you're <laughs> off for a morning run by yourself. You're, you're like, Hey, going jogging everybody. Bye. That's, that's pretty dope. You know, and yeah. that, that I think is like, bring it back to page what you're talking about that thing that you like to like push yourself and get to the point where it's a struggle i th i would imagine it feels like that when you're doing a championship anything you know like going out doing a championship round of disc golf for her 
has to feel that way. Like you're up against not only the skill and practice of everybody that that you're competing against, but you're also having to compete with your own demons and your own training and your own shit that's going on in your head. Yeah, it's, how it's, you how you feel about your performance and yeah. what you think your headspace, like where's your head at during this? Like it could be yesterday could have been the best day ever and you wake up and you're in a shitty mood. And like that happens to everybody. And so where do you dig deep enough to kind of put that aside and still perform your best? Yeah. And that's admirable, man. Like, thank you. Yeah. That's huge. That's crazy. It was a huge thing for me. For I sure. Can't, I can't. The feeling after I would say was like, so physically broken, Yeah, but just like the most grateful for everything in my life, just like gratitude overcame me and then I started weeping like when I was done I was like by myself in the woods and I just mm. think about all the people in my life that I love and that love me it was like so you know just super grateful to like literally just have a body you know wow, wow. so cool I, it was a spiritual I haven't done something like that in a like. while because it was like pretty tough but yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that yeah I'm gonna go run 50 miles I'll see you this afternoon yeah. no not not gonna happen that'd be that's, really intense to way to live your life on a consistent basis you know well and again imagine these people that are doing this disc golf circuit that are like that's they're traveling competing they're going from yeah that's competition that's what kind of that you'll hear in this too that we talk about that that they're very similar kind of lifestyles to like being in a band band and and stuff you you watch their videos and like she has a youtube channel and stuff and then this documentary they came out and they live in like in sprinter van. They're they're doing the circuit around the country to all these events and everything. And then the other connection here, which you'll hear, is she is a huge music fan. You know, like most yeah. people, and, and I won't ruin that. We'll just let you she the, the, the who who she likes and all these things that is, is all you know in our conversation. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. It, it became a huge part of the conversation, the music mm-hmm. and everything, and and it's very similar life that they're very close knit community, uh, very protective of their community, like we are. There's the, the, we talked about. There's a whole lot of similarities in this, yeah. and it was awesome. After to, after the interview, after you hear this conversation, if you want to check out. <clears throat> pages documentary so she is the five-time female disc golf world champion and they made a documentary of her going for her sixth and it's called fierce and it is available at the discgolfnetwork.com you can go there and check it out and yeah support i I urge all of you to watch it it's intense and awesome you don't have to be a disc golf fan you just have to be a human being that is alive on planet earth that's ever tried hard to do anything and you will connect with this and the story and how and it was just super inspirational like seeing the work ethic and the like dedication to the thing while still being a rad human being and like not letting all of that taint who you are as a person mm-hmm. and and all the like outward chatter that comes at them and just competition. All, all that shit and she just has like handled it with, with or is with it's, style, she's got to continuously handle it yeah, she yeah. Is. really cool to see man very cool so we are gonna get you to the interview we're gonna do the business real quick the business the the business. business go follow no simple road at no simple road on twitter instagram and facebook go to www.nosimpleroad.com that is where you can find well 
all things all about things. us. Yeah. There's a calendar Merch. of events yeah, up calendar. there. You buy your merchandise, all the cool hoodies and t-shirts. Uh, you saw the coffee, the cool tin coffee I love mugs. Yeah, you can get all that There's stuff. all kinds of things on there. And as you all know, Ooh, I'm a merch whore. Go shirt. check out our merch. <laughs> yep. Oh, you can also, if you want, you can sign up for a tarot reading with Ooh, Mel and I yeah. through that. We'll use the Grateful Dead tarot I've deck. I've meaning to do that for a while. That's, we should do that. Oh, it really sounds awesome. I just did a tarot reading to this to today, and it was really intense. Yeah, we use the Grateful Dead tarot deck. You get a one-hour reading. You get a recording of the reading so that you don't forget what the hell we talked about when we did it. You get a playlist based on the cards that we pulled because all the cards in the Grateful Dead deck represent a song. So you get a playlist based on your reading. And you get to spend an hour with Mel and I will hang yeah. out. It's pretty cool. Uh, you can also, what? Help me out. I'm well, lost. Oh, go to Patreon. Lost, Thank you. Well, okay, Patreon. Right? Patreon yeah. is the place that you want to go and hang out with us financially. Support us. Take us to shows, take us to breakfast, you all that. Buy us a cup of coffee. You want to pay, yeah. You want, yeah. You want to pay for our, um, you know, cable bill this month or our internet. <laughs> I'm, it's the truth. It That's exactly true. what. It's just funny when you put it like that. <laughs> because some people don't even realize they're like, "What do they need that money for? For that, for living, and then for putting out two shows a week." That's what we do consistently. So time Patreon, and time to work. You guys yeah, work that's hard. Right. Patreon. I see you guys working hard all the time. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. You guys but grind. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, likewise. We, yeah. we try. We really do. So, so that that is patreon.com you, forward babe. slash no simple road. No simple on road. The, on the flip tip, if you want to do something that doesn't cost anything, you can go on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. All that costs is kinetic energy with your thumbs on your phone. That's right. Or your yeah. laptop. Yeah. Whatever. You can be like, hey, listen star. to that show. It was Sweet. Thanks, guys. Done. And, and it's still, we have not had one for January yet. Uh, well, so today, be, today be we're first. recording. What's the day? Oh, okay. Today's the 13th. Because no, it's, it's the 12th. The, today's we're recording the 12th. Oh, oh, oh. Friday the 13th. Friday. Just ruined the illusion. Sorry. Um, Ooh, but uh, yeah, you, you guys have like half a month basically to not let us go through January with no review. With no review. And, and then there's always the ever popular that we need you to make more popular <laughs> tepid line. 971-808-1524. That number again is 971-808-1524. And that is the place that, as we say, it's open mic. You can do whatever you want. You can sing us a song. You know what? We haven't said that. Like, sing us a song. Yeah. Play us a guitar lick. Play us a banjo lick. Ooh, a ukulele. Yeah. Hum. Yodel. Like anything. That's true. Call in and Call give us and a holler. list of names for your pets. Yeah. It's whatever you want to do. We really love the trip reports and there's a lot of music happening again. Recipes we know that. We, we know you're all going to shows. The fish tour is going on. There is just a lot of things. So please give us a report on what you've been seeing. What have you been doing with your winter? That How about too. that? Last but not least. If you're new to No Simple Road and the No Simple Road family, and this is your first episode, welcome, welcome to welcome the family. to the family. Thanks for coming to hang out with us. I know there's a lot of disc golf fans that are probably listening to this show for the first time today, and I want to say thanks for coming and hanging out with us Aww. and checking this out. And we hope you stick around. There's a lot of great interviews on our feed. We've got interviews with, I don't know. Um, Oh, a lot Billy of people do. Yeah, thanks. No, my mind just went completely <laughs> blank. I mean, that's if one We've first one I'm to thinking. people sometimes. Yeah. Well, just, you know, take a look at the catalog and pick one. Yeah, yeah. musicians, and authors, stand-up comedians. And thanks for picking this one. Uh, chefs. I mean, we there's something for everybody on here. Yeah. Yeah, that's and true. that's the other, Aaron said the last thing, but the last, last thing 
is the most the, the most important mm, thing you can yeah, do. That. The easiest way to help us spread and get out there is open your mouth, tell somebody you love, tell a friend, a family member about us if you dig us, because I'm sure there's something that they will dig to. Yep. So that's that. That's yeah. the business. We are going to get you to the interview with the amazing, incredible Paige Pierce here in a second. So are we ready, folks, to do the do? We are ready to do the do. Do it. All right. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Paige Pierce. patience oh of course this is our time with you let's spend it however we want so let's be honest let's be honest here Paige. we're at home yeah are you (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. so amazing ain't no thing you know we're just hanging out i'm aaron how's it going good how are you good and Paige, i'm mel i'm one of the co yeah mel one of the co-hosts here no simple road and then i'm the third member of no simple road i'm apple apple yes okay so Paige, there's there's normally three of us that host the show but um Mm -hmm. Because you are who you are, we brought a ringer with us tonight. Okay. This is Jason. Hi. Hello, Jason. And Jason is part of our No Simple Road family, close close friend of ours, and a huge disc golf I'm fan. I'm a disc golf guy, so. Awesome. They yeah. brought awesome. me in. So I was like, hey, Jason, would, would you come hang out with us and so then, that we don't sound stupid? Well, then also, you can't see it, but there's three other people in the room. Jason has his wife. I saw some hands over by you, Okay, Apple. Yeah, yeah. That, that's Jason's daughter, Darla, <laughs> and, then, and, and then their son, Simon, is Simon, right over here. come on her in. Kid. At least Simon, I can see you. Jump Simon is an up-and-coming uh, disc golfer. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. And a puppy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yes, Darwin. And Darwin. That's our Darwin. dog. Yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's We've got a whole on. house full because of who you are, Paige. And thank you, one, for agreeing to do this. And two, wow. You, yeah. What you are doing and your fierce is awesome. All of that is so amazing. So, one, thank you for doing this. And two, what about your podcast? <laughs> Is, yeah, is that um, really your podcast? Is it new for you? It is new. I, I We had one season last year and we just started season two. It hasn't started airing yet, but we've recorded four episodes now. Um, yeah, it's called Approachable. I host it through uh, Jomez Pro. Um, they're uh, probably the leader in our, spar- is, in our sport as far as like content. Uh, they do a lot of video and um, they asked me to host a podcast through them and basically said like they want to get into podcasting and they want to get into women's disc golf and so they want me to do it but it was kind of like free for all like whatever I want to make it about and so for me like I don't know like you always kind of talk to the same people it's like hey you won this tournament what do you have to say about that how did you win you know Mm -hmm. tell me your inspirational story and for me I, I wanted to interview people that like nobody may have ever heard of and just yes. like the unspoken heroes that like are are driving the sport like underground. So we're we're interviewing like people that host like leagues, like weekly tournaments and um yeah, like um people that work at, at manufacturing companies that like help out with people getting sponsored, stuff like that, people that design courses. So it's been super fun just to just to like be so involved in the sport but to still be learning new things so i i've been having a good time mm. like still learning it, you know doing what you do at the level that you do it you by de facto 
spend time in front of the camera and being interviewed and stuff. And that is a whole like skill in and of itself, but hosting something and being the one that's controlling or guiding the conversation is a whole other ball of wax. What's, what's been the hardest thing for you in starting the podcast page? Um, you know, it's kind of funny cause it translates into disc golf a little bit. I feel like it's like, um, well for me, I'm just like such an inquisitive person, like, and it's just like my nature to like, want to know how something's built to want to know, like hmm. how someone threw that specific shot or something like that. And, um, so like it comes naturally to me, like the question part, mm. but the part that's been a little bit difficult has been like not getting too ahead of myself and like thinking about the third question from now when <laughs> I'm still on that one question or like really wanting to get this one question in, but like the conversation's not naturally Steer there. That way. <laughs> um, which, which honestly is so similar to disc golf because like you could be thinking about hole 15, but oh. you're still only on hole three and you're like, oh, Hey wow. now, like pump the brakes, <laughs> like we'll get there. So it's been cool to like, to, to see the, the similarities like in that. And it's like podcasting and disc golf. How is that relatable? But you, everything's relatable. Everything you just have, like, that's what yeah. you're talking, like you're talking about relatable, like our podcast, you know, we're basically, we, we are really focused on music and we've mm -hmm. started doing more things and we're in like the grateful dead kind of jam band community okay. and like watching your documentary, me, Aaron and Mel, all like kind of took away from it. And and knowing Jason and the disc golf community, it's like a, it, it's a community, and it, and it's kind of a, a kind of a fringe community that is very fierce about everything they do and protecting their people and no themselves. <laughs> and yeah, and it really is like our community, like a jam band fans and stuff. We're a really tight knit community that really protect each other and our family. And we mm -hmm. that really comes through. We knew that from Jason. And knowing we're in Portland, Oregon, so we know a lot of disc golfers up here and yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. And it kind of, there's a crossover there too, as far as like the community and the family built around it, even down to your life of like traveling on the road in a Sprinter van, which a lot of people mm -hmm. do following the Grateful Dead and fish and bands like those. So it's a, totally. it really came across in the documentary you did. And a lot of the people talking about, me and Mel were talking about last, like the one guy that, uh, was he was talking about like like when you notice people walking down the street with that little insignia oh yeah with it's the, the same thing with music yes. like if you're wearing and it's yeah. like oh you oh know like like I you're have in so the many know. conversations with people with music shirts on or you know disc golf shirts it's 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 a really cool and that is so uh like similar as well in like the music world and i think that's why i've i've dove so strongly and so deeply into the music world is because you feel that similar vibe like people are trying to support each other and like yeah. Yeah. they see, they see that you're different and they want to know more and they appreciate that. And like in a lot of different, like, I don't know if you go into like a blue collar workplace, it's like, if you're, if you're not wearing the same pants as someone else, you're actually like gossiped about or right. looked down <laughs> right. but like musicians, like they have their own like stage presence. It's like some of them actually like Corey Wong's band, for example, like they yeah. all dress 
the same but then you'll have other and turquoise like i love their their like um colorful yeah and it's like they all kind of have that pop of red or turquoise or whatever but um like i mean my favorite band billy strings they don't they don't um at all yes. match no at all. no like, no yeah billy will go from wearing like a bam margera hat to like the next show <laughs> like wearing like a flannel and you're yeah. just like it's so cool so it's like it's it's really cool to have that individuality but um you know but when you're different or you're trying something new you don't like you're supported and you're lifted up you know? absolutely yeah. and you know that's the thing for me that like the the live music community is my family and mm-hmm. i my whole life i never felt like i fit I never, I was a round peg in a square hole every freaking where I went, I, you know, but when I found the live music community, it, none of the shit that I stuck out for before mattered. All mm-hmm. that stuff kind of went away. And I, for the first time in my life felt supported and we were watching your documentary and I heard you say basically that same thing about the disc golf community for yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's really striking to me. Is that, is that something that grew over time for you? Or was that like the initial draw for you into disc golf was that you finally found the place where you fit? I think it was very instant Wow. for me. Like, um, you know, like my first memories of playing were as, as a toddler in a stroller or, you know, most of the round in the stroller, you know, I would get out on occasion, but yeah, if you got wheels, you ride in the wheels, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I remember being that young and, and having like 40 to 50 year old men, like clapping for me and high-fiving me and, 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 and supporting me. And it's like in any other avenue of life, like that would kind of be weird. Right. And mm-hmm. then like even growing up in and becoming like a teenager, um, in disc golf, we have like, they're called like either leagues or minis or weeklies. And it's basically just like a smaller scale tournament. Like it's, it's $5 to enter just so there's a little bit of competitiveness, but it, it, there's no like trophies or anything given out. But, okay. um, you know, you'll go to a weekly and you'll, you'll pay the $5 and you'll get on a random card. And, uh, it, it's It's a crazy thing because like you, you might show up there with your family or your friends, but Mm -hmm. you don't end up on the same card. But instead of like, oh man, I wanted to play with my dad or I wanted to play with my brother or whatever. It's like, you're excited to play with new people because everyone's so supportive and welcoming. And Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter if you're a 13 year old little girl or a 65 year old man, or, uh, you might be missing your arm or, you know, you're homeless or you're a doctor. Like it doesn't matter. You're all just there throwing Frisbees and like celebrating the good shots. And, and when someone hits a tree, you're like, Oh, no problem. You got the next one. And so like, for me, it was, it was pretty instant to, to feel like, wow, this is a, this is such a welcoming community that, it could be weird that I'm hanging out with 55 year old men at 13, but it's not <laughs> no. at all. Like these guys feel like my family. They feel Aww. like my uncles and, and like, yeah, it's, it's just like a giant extended family. Wow. That's, you know what? It, the crossover between that and live music is so much. 
There's there's so much there. Uh, going to shows like we go with our crew and and half the time I end up with other people. You know what I yeah. mean? And 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 maybe it's people I didn't even know. And like we moved from Vegas six and a half or six years ago to Portland, and we didn't know anybody. When we moved, oh, here. we knew one person. Um, oh yeah, I take one. it back. Sorry, Paige, I lied. We <laughs> one knew one person. person here in Portland, <laughs> and uh, all of our friends, I, I'm all, all of them have come through live music and meeting them at shows or meeting them through the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like you said, that it could be weird, but it's not. It's a. It's a, I was going to say what you said, what you're just talking about with like a 13 year old girl hanging around at one of the music <laughs> festivals a couple of years ago. Jason, he just saw Darla and Simon. I ended up being their babysitter one night. So mom and dad could go party, you know, go have fun late and dance and stuff. And they actually ended up being my babysitters and we hung out and they were, we had the best time together. And I'm, you know, I'm 53. That was a couple of years ago. So I'm 51 Uh hanging out with, with kids who were were, that weekend were more responsible than me and ended up being my babysitter. But there was nothing weird about it. It was so cool. And it happens a lot because it's very friendly. The jam band community as well as like the disc golf it's all big time all different walks of life and ages and everything coming together and just celebrating life and you know that for me i can i can go back in my mind and i remember my first concert was the cars i don't remember what year it was i was in fifth grade but (laughs) i have a very distinct memory of the moment that i knew that the rest of my life I wanted to be in or around the music scene. I wanted this thing in my life. I never wanted to leave. I didn't want to go home. I never wanted it to end. And I knew that I was going to be doing something with it at some point. Mm-hmm. And I, as I was watching your documentary last night and I heard your dad say what he said that like, he knew that you were going to be a champion okay, that's great for your dad to know that, but it's a whole different thing for you to want to do that and to, to do it yourself, right? Like somebody can want mm-hmm. something for you, but for you to do it is a whole other thing. Is there a, a time that you can think back to or remember page that like you were like, this is it. I'm doing this for the rest of my life. I'm going to be the best in the world at this thing. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a tricky question because uh yes, I can remember that moment and remember that feeling and remember thinking that, but like looking back on that time, mm-hmm. I don't have the same mentality. Like I don't think anything is forever, right? right so like now. even right now I don't know if I'm going to play disc golf forever. Like I know that I I'm I'm still obsessed with it. I'm still in love with it. <laughs> that's my biggest passion, but um who knows what I'm going to feel when I wake up tomorrow, you know? But anyway, uh, to get back to your question, like, yeah, I, I went, uh, I had graduated high school. I graduated in 2009. Um, and I went to, I signed up for, um, like just the basics at a community college nearby my house. Um, in 2010, I guess that would have been. And, uh, in the winter semester and I had gotten, um, like a text message from a couple pro friends of mine that said, you know, they that had seen me play regionally in Texas and stuff. And they had said, Hey Paige, like, we think you're really, really talented. Um, 
and we want to offer you like a chance to come on the road with us for the summer. Like you go to these four tournaments, we'll, you know, you can stay for free. Um, we'll pay for the gas, basically just need to feed yourself and and figure out the tournament entry fees. And we'll show you the ropes, basically see if this is something you want to, um, adventure into. And I remember my very first tournament on the road was, uh, the Beaver state fling. It was in 2010 and, uh, which was a national tour, which was the highest level of, of an event at that time. And I got second place. I lost by one stroke, um, in the pro women's division. And I was 19 years old and I had never played a tournament. Even I had played one out of state tournament, but it wasn't like anything big, but this was like my first big event. And, I, I lost by one stroke and I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. And I made a really pivotal mistake on the 17th hole too. So it was just like kind of eye opening for me of like, wow, if I like actually try and you know, <laughs> you just said like my dad had said like, she's going to be a champion one day. And he had always said those things to me. And you guys know, after, after watching the documentary, my dad is very, um, uh, like bold. He's just yes. very bold mm-hmm. man. And so I had become used to that and I'm like, Oh dad, you're just, you're just being a proud pops, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know I'm good. Like I know when I throw the disc, I'm like, pr- I'm impressed, but it's comparatively, is it really that good? And so after mm-hmm. going to that tournament and realizing like, wow, my dad was right. Like I could be a champion. Um, it was just like a, a kick in the butt for me of like, wow, you, you need to start practicing. And, um, yeah, I, I came back from that little summer tour and I didn't, I told my parents, like, I'm not going to go back to college. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to commit to this and I'm going to practice every day and I'm going to buy a, a vehicle and I'm going to hit the, hit the road. And, and I did, and it's, you know, been 12, 12 years now and uh still going yeah well that's that's wait a minute that's an interesting situation i was gonna say that's interesting too with your your dad telling you're the great and then it's like you probably got away with it more than anybody ever would coming home being like i'm dropping out of college and going on the road (laughs) you're the one that told me i'm awesome dad (laughs) yeah well also i think that's just kind of like a societal thing of like you're supposed to go to college. Oh yeah. And like, I know you have two kids in the room. So like, I don't want to be like, you know, a bad influence or contradict the the parents' decisions, but it's just at this day and age, at least in our country, it's just, it's a a trap. It puts you into so much debt. And a lot of what you learn isn't depending on what the degree is and depending on what you want to do. Like, a lot of it you you end up resenting you you're like man i should i can't believe i'm 45 years old and i Nailed still have sixty thousand dollars of debt and it's just it, you know i i i heard it um from a few friends of mine of like go to college go at least one year experience it make the connections in the industry that you want to like find your industry go make those connections and and learn the basics and then you can do the rest like life is so much about connections and who you talk to and i think that that also relates back to back to the music scene it's like you know you meet so many people and you're just like chances are you've literally met their sister or something and it's like or like whatever um 
Wilson, the guy that actually produced and directed and everything uh, for the documentary, I met him via email. He sent me an email saying like, hey, um, I see that you're coming to town. Do you want to shoot it in the bag video? And I'm like, I was like, do you mind if I call you? And I called him and, you know, an hour later we had, we had a plan to shoot a documentary. I was like, I don't really want to do it in the bag, but I see on your website that you're a documentarian. Like, can we film a documentary? And like, it's wow. just like, we're all so connected. Like you never know what's going to happen. So, so put yourself in the positions to, to, to find those connections. But I don't know. I'm, I'm on a rant, but no, well, Paige, Paige, I think what you're saying, saying, like, no, I, what you're saying is so valid and, and I'm not their parents, but I am a parent and a grandma. <laughs> and I think what you're saying, every kids should hear we had that conversation we have a a 20 year old and a 27 year old i had to think about that and well and neither of them went to college and for very different reasons you know our daughter is a model and an actress and she lives in la and she's working exactly how and what she wants to do in her life and then our son he his um girlfriend is an academic and had the parents like Drill that into her. Drill that into her. And she loves it. She is a study fanatic and she's Mm -hmm. great at it. And it's her personality trait. And my son was like, I don't want that. He He even said what you said. He's like, I don't want to start life with a bunch of debt for no reason. I can go learn that stuff on my own. But, Mm -hmm. but you know what, Paige, I, I have to just stop. Like interview aside, Everything aside, you're a fucking badass. <laughs> you, you, re- yeah. you really are. Like for real, for real. I, so many, so many things hit my heart watching the mm-hmm. documentary, and so many things struck a chord with uh, underlying similarities mm-hmm. between our life and and you. And like, I just want you to know that, like, for what it's worth, no interview stuff no podcast stuff you've got like family in portland here you've got friends here that you didn't even know you had until tonight (laughs) and you're a huge inspiration man and and um it, it almost like in the in the documentary it came out a couple of times of like your um underlying character because a lot of what what we saw there was the competitor, Paige Pierce, right? But there's a couple of times in that thing where the underlying character came through, and it was really cool to see, man. Like kudos to you for putting that stuff in there, where you were crying in the van after telling those people not to clap for you at that hole where you three putted it. <laughs> like you could have easily left that out, right? We would have never known that happened. And that, that is a real glimpse into the underlying personality of the, like the celebrity of the person that that's like a peek into the heart. And that stuff is important, man. Like, you know, you said your, your favorite musician is Billy Strings. And I think a lot of us, he's one of our favorites too here in the room. And that music is all about heart. Mm -hmm. And being able to show that and and show that to the people that are watching like kids that are coming up behind you that we're human and that we make mistakes and that life can hurt sometimes and it's okay is a really big deal and thank you for doing that man yeah yeah i mean it's it's 
it's also an interesting thing to to be you know when i made that decision you you asked about the decision like when that happened mm-hmm. of like do i want to do this forever and you know back then it 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 felt like it was um becoming my my new mission and my my every step that i was working towards but i didn't realize that one day um you know 12 years later or whatever i would have five world titles and a documentary and a podcast and all this stuff. And, and like to be in a position where people want to ask me questions, you know, like <laughs> that is yes. such a weird thing. Right. Isn't that a weird thing? It's, yeah. so like, weird. Yes. it's like, I mean, I want to talk to you guys and you want to talk to me and we want to like find out about each other, but I, I don't mean this as a podcast. I mean, like, I get it. When someone's like, how do I throw farther? How do I get sponsored? And and it's like, they're trusting and relying on my information and my knowledge to guide them through their life. And that is something that I could not have expected as a 19 year old who was on the cusp of winning a tournament, you know, Mm -hmm. that like 12 years from now, I'm going to be like teaching people how to do things. And like, there was a stage like where I felt so proud of that. And I felt like, wow, I can help little girls like get sponsored and and to make a career in a male driven sport. And like, and that pride is still there. And I feel fortunate for that. But like now I'm at a point where it's like, it's hard for for me to still put into words, but like I'm in a point where it's like, I'm struggling with, with that because mm. I'm like, who am I to tell you what to do? Okay. Like, right. can, can you, I you know? It's yes. like, it's like, why do I have more of an answer than you could have? Like, I don't know what your kid wants to go to college for. If they want to go to college, what they, what discs they should throw. I don't know that. Like <laughs> you just got to try things and find out what you like. And so like, there's a part of me that's like, okay, it's my job to represent my sponsors and and to tell them to buy a, a passion, but it's like, just do what works for you, you know? And mm-hmm. you're the only one that can tell yourself that. So it's like, it's, it's, it's been a, a wild, wild ride. <laughs> I Paige, I just want to, I mean, this is not the right answer or it's just a thought like you have like when you went to your dad and said, I'm going to I'm quitting. I'm going to buy my vehicle. I'm going to go tour by doing that and putting like your your own hammer down and your own foot down. You dedicated your life to something or at least X amount of yeah for that time being. Mm -hmm. And so that act in itself, you've created, you created a discipline and a, an avenue for you to teach yourself. And so when somebody is asking you these questions, you are that person that went to school for 12 years for disc golf. So who the hell else will ask? I feel that way. You know, so that is why you have an authority and the fact that you have been such a cheerleader for women in the sport is another aspect to why it would be beneficial for somebody to ask you a young girl or somebody who a minority of some sort to how do I go beyond this? So you're in the position because you created it and you put yourself in mm. there. You just don't 
maybe, you know, the hindsight sometimes doesn't catch up with us yet. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you literally did all the work to, to have the answers and the position to let these people know yeah this is how you throw it because this is a disc you use yeah this is the course this is how you play that course like you did it you did the work Mm -hmm. so sometimes um we we do have to stop and acknowledge that very real part of our actual actions well and the other flip side of it too is that all of us no matter what we're doing suffer from some level of imposter syndrome at, at some point in our life that that's a thing if you're especially when you're excelling at what you're doing and look Paige nobody knows what they're doing right none of us know what the hell we're doing nobody I don't have a clue I am winging it every day from the minute I get up till I go to sleep and but it's the best. It, it really That's is. The best. It's, it's, it's very I'm such a planner. Yes. I'm such oh. a planner and like a to-do list. And I get so much satisfaction of like erasing something off of a to-do list. <laughs> and I think that I love that. But like for me, the best days are like when you don't have a plan and you're just like, or like at a festival, you know, you're yes. like, okay, I'm going to go see this set. I'm going to go see this set. I'm going to go see this set. But you're walking in between sets to get to the other stage. And you hear an artist that you're just like, wow, I have to go that way. Yep. I don't know what that is, who that yes. is, but I, mm-hmm. my legs are calling me that way. Yeah. You know, it's like, those are the best things because I've learned you don't have expectations when you, when you yes. know, like, this is what I'm going to do today. It's like, you expect it. So you're not as excited. Like, like for you guys, I hope this isn't the case, but I won't say for you guys, but a general <laughs> person that lives in, in Portland they could be like, they could have the mentality of waking up and being like, oh, there's Mount Hood again, you know? Oh no. Yeah, Whatever. Yeah. But at, for someone who comes to that city once a year, maybe only once in their life, they're like, holy shit, yeah. look <laughs> at that snow capped mountain, you yes. know? And it's like, it's all about perspective and like expectations. And like you expect when you when you walk out to your car to see that every day. So yes. like, it's not as impressive, you know, Ooh, I, but wow. coming from the desert, it's impressive. Well, every pa- time. Yeah, we, yeah. so Paige, maybe that's the kind of view from your life too, because you've created all these wonderful and, and had all these incredible, you know, wins and, and career. It's easy to not think it's a big deal or forget how big of a deal it is starts to to feel normal yeah it feels normal being a champion is normal for you because this is what you've been doing uh, on a regular basis so it's that perspective of coming outside of yourself what somebody's coming up and like Mm -hmm. here's Paige Pierce and they're like oh my gosh you know maybe like you were when you heard the first you know um competitors that now you're like you know competing against and they used to be the people that you used to look up to well and and like i was saying too like none of us know what we're doing we everybody is winging life and just through simple experience you are now the person that people ask because you've done that thing and you you're like you i asked myself well who am i my why am i the one because (laughs) <laughs> because you did it you know what i mean you, you it's all your that. fault it's all it, your fault it, but but that's the best shit that's mm-hmm. the best stuff right there it, and 
I think that a lot of it too is like figuring out how to be comfortable with every new level that we reach, right? Like uh-huh. it's it's yeah. finding that balance of ego and not every mm-hmm. time we level up and and it can be hard. It can be really hard and and having people calling you and hey we want to interview you and like can I have your autograph and hey aren't you like okay that's cool for a minute but after a while like what's next what am I doing now right totally Totally. it's well and it's also one of the most important things like we say is that to be like what you're saying it's being humble yeah that's very important I was gonna I was gonna suggest you this is promoting ourselves at the same time as we all love Billy Strings but we at the at the beginning of quarantine, we were able to interview Billy Strings only because there was really lockdown and everybody was at home. Bored. And mm-hmm. when we talked to him, I mean, you talk about a person that's in the spotlight and a superstar, and he is so humble and sweet and amazing mm-hmm. and thinks the same thing. He's like, I'm not that good, man. I'm not as good as this guy and this guy and this guy. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I was going to say to promote us, you should listen to that episode if you like Billy, because I it, was am- it was amazing. I definitely will. <laughs> I'm currently uh, very deep into watching all of his live streams from Europe. Uh, so yeah. as, yeah. as we, should all just, we should so, all just be there together. Can, right can we switch? I, know, I almost went to the Ireland one. <laughs> wow. so really? But can oh, you talk God. about your um, love of music and like where that got birthed and how you started going to festivals and shows and like where in that um, timeline for you that that happened? Yeah. So uh, um, again, that was Billy strings. And so that's probably why he's my favorite artist. But um, I, I I mean, I had seen some shows before that, but um, I, I would say it was like my first show that I was with my friends, you know, and like, you know, no parents. Like I had seen, like, I don't know. I saw like, um, Spice Girls and you know stuff like that, like in 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 school days. But uh, you know, it was I I think it was 2017. It was like it was in the fall of 2017. We were in Pittsburgh for a for a disc golf event, and um, one of my best friends, uh, Nate. He his his dad, um, his favorite his dad's favorite band is leftover salmon and by proxy nate had seen leftover salmon probably 50 plus times and he was like oh my god one of my favorite bands is playing tonight it's a free it's a ten dollar show like let's go see it whatever and i'm like ah the women in disc golf the women always tee off early in the morning and i was like "Ah, i don't want to like be out late also like i was just so closed off to like um like dancing, you know, like publicly moving my body. Uh-huh. Um, wow. You know, you're just like, you have this anxiety and like, oh, I'm a bad dancer. How do, you know, all, every, all of us feel that. Right. Yep. And I was like, oh, I don't know, making up all these excuses, which I used to do when my friends wanted to go to like amusement parks. It's like, I hated roller coasters and I would just like make up excuses. <laughs> why I couldn't go. And I was like, okay, Paige, you're an adult now you're on the road. You don't have parents here. You no more excuses. Like, you know, just do this, just go. And (laughs) it was so funny to have like this internal dialogue with myself. And I I went to this show and it was a leftover salmon show. I loved it. I had a great time. Have you guys seen leftover salmon? Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Vince Herman is 
just a legend. Like, yeah. he, he's a legend. And um, anyway, uh, like halfway through the set, they were like, um, okay, we're going to bring on a friend of ours. His name's Billy Strings and oh, wow. whatever. And he comes on the stage and he plays with them for a couple songs. And like, he, his eyes were just rolling back in his head. And he was just like, mm. you know, like the Billy <laughs> thing. And I was just like, staring at his fingers like what is happening like how is that real and that was the first time that like i understood live music you know like wow. if i close my my eyes it's like okay i i can hear these sounds but like when you have your eyes open and you're looking at all of the strings being plucked you like really start to pick out like how each noise is being made and mm -hmm. it was just like incredible how many noises one human was making with 10 fingers like <laughs> i was just blown wow. away and then they said like after he um sat in and played his songs they were like okay that was billy strings like he's playing a free show tonight just down the road at 11 p.m whatever and i was like hooked already <laughs> but i was like oh my god i gotta tee off in like seven hours like i can't go see that and <laughs> Um, like bad, but I guess now good news is like, we all rode together. And so I kind of got like trapped into going, yeah. like, <laughs> all of them were going, hey. so I was going yeah. and, uh, it, it was amazing. It was a free, free Billy show, like front row, like super intimate show. And I probably seen him like 20 plus times since Whoa. then. And yeah. like, um, yeah, I just like, I didn't know that I liked live music. I didn't know that I liked bluegrass. I didn't know that I liked dancing. I didn't know that I would ever feel comfortable <laughs> dancing. Right um, on. And yeah, just like, honestly, kind of completely changed my life. Um, it like truly, truly, okay. truly okay. did. We okay. get it. I get it. We Very get it. Everybody <laughs> yeah. in here is nodding their head yeah. and like me yeah. too. Yeah. That's yeah. where I am such an awkward well, I mean, dancer. Full disclosure, when we first moved here, we weren't going to shows that much yet. We okay. yet we not okay. as much as we okay. are now. Okay. Yeah. And as it started to increase, um, I was like, what are we doing? Like, why are we spending so much money? Like, why are we <laughs> like, because you know, concerts are expensive and like the time and just the planning and all of these things. And, and I'm like, Woo! yeah, he's like burning it down, you know, but you know, I started to just quickly realize and have my own experiences of like, this is like magic time that we get to share with people totally. that are around us that are feeling just as excited and happy about the same thing yeah, as we are. Exactly. So not only when the crowds moving together, like, oh my God, you know, there's nothing like it. Like you don't need words to to feel a connection no. that, that like one little melody and you're just like you look to your right and you and this stranger are like mm -hmm. hugging and you're like this is the best night of our lives like, you know, and it is like, nothing like it there's nothing like it have you wow. have you found that um because I, I would imagine that finding that and having something to give you that kind of outlet helped your game what is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. 
Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil Story Made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Big time, big time. And also, it's like, uh, I was going to say this on the last thing, like, it's been something where it's been ever since that time in Pittsburgh in 2017, like, um, almost, well, I mean, I live on the road, so it's like... Obvious, but um, like the way that my life is with touring and going to a different state every week is has put me in a position to see so many shows. Like, oh wow, um, I wouldn't have been able to see Billy that many times if our, you know, if I wasn't on tour and mm. like our tours line up, you know. Um, and so it's like, I mean, actually now, like probably starting, it's twenty twenty two, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, starting 2021, probably I would say like was the first year that I like went, well, started going out of my way to go see music. Like, uh, I might skip this tournament and go to this show or whatever, but, um, like up until then it was like, okay, that, okay. We have a tournament in Charlotte. Let's see who's playing in Charlotte. And whether I know the band or not, it's like, okay, let's learn new music or, you know, go see someone that we've been wanting to see or that we love. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been such a cool like pairing because it feels like I'm like, for a lack of better word, like a groupie, you know, like I'm just like on the music tour, but I'm not, yeah. I'm on the disc golf tour <laughs> and just lining it up with, with, uh, shows. So it's been, it's been really, really cool. What's well, it? It's always seemed to me that the, the jam community and the disc golf community overlap pretty heavily. And, and you guys even mention it in, in the documentary about like removing the stigma of, you know, stoners throwing frisbees Mm -hmm. and it, it's a very evident at this point that those two things feed each other. Like you said, it, the, the experience that you had in live music changes, changes your mindset. And, and do you think that it, made you more, um, more relaxed? Um, yeah, I think so for sure. And <laughs> and I would say less judgmental, you know, oh, or like shit. a lot of, a lot of my, my dad's, um, judgments wore off on me, um, mm. or just like became things that I held in my head, even if I didn't believe them, it was just like words that I had heard so many times or phrases and like programming, it just like, you don't know any better than what you've been exposed to. Mm -hmm. And so I was just completely unaware of other ways of life, you know? Um, But like, like I was talking about earlier of like, you know, being 13 and playing with 55 year old men that are doctors or a homeless person or someone without a leg. And like, what I've come to find out is like people, people, just pass so much judgment and, and it's sometimes it's good judgment. Sometimes it's bad judgment. Either way, there's, there's a lot of judgment that goes, goes on in this world and like stereotyping comes with that. And like, absolutely there's stoners that play disc golf, (laughs) but it's not all that disc golf is. And so like, you know, if it's like, you come across a person that's smoking weed on the disc golf course, it's like, yeah, no problem. 
they're doing what they want to do. If you don't want to do that, you don't do that. Um, but I just want people to know, like the mass of people to know that's not all we are. And mm. even if it was, stop judging. Like it, <laughs> when the time yes. comes to it, like when the time comes to it, like even there, there are definitely pros that intake substances. But when the time comes to it, we're playing by the rules. All of us, um, you know, we have PDJ rules in place Mm -hmm. and there becomes like a time where it's recreational or professional. And like there's a balance, just like when people get off their their nine to five job, they go have a beer. You know, they're not drinking at work because it's against the rules, but they're going to have a beer after work. Absolutely. You can pretty much guarantee it. So, um, yeah, just like. For me personally, I, I wanted to share that message in the film because uh, it, a lot of people have a negative opinion towards that of like, oh, yeah. disc golf, it's a stoner sport, you know, and they don't take it seriously. And what I'm trying to say is like, yes, those two things correlate, but it doesn't mean you can't have a career out of it. It doesn't mean you can't be professional. And anyway, yeah, yeah no, it, what it, 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 it it doesn't mean you can't be productive. I'm totally, I'm 53. Totally. We moved up here. I've been in the cannabis industry up here since it's legal in Oregon mm-hmm. for six years. When I first started up here and I see so many people say, it's like, oh, I can just get stoned all the time and I'm not going to have to work. I've never worked so hard in my life in the last six years, but it's something mm-hmm. I'm passionate about. And it's showing, this is also showing the legalization of it. Stoners can be very productive. Stoners can be professional athletes. It's now being like accepted to use CBD and mm-hmm. stuff like, you know, for after workout for inflammation and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, like what you said, it's very important. And, and people are starting to recognize that, that just because like at that old thing of like, if you, if you smoke dope, you're a dope. <laughs> it's like, no, this <laughs> yeah, is but- medicine that mother nature gave us that is good, but it can like anything like liquor, it can be abused. And but totally. we're not doing and- that. <laughs> Kind of like what we were talking about earlier about like the choosing the right disc and stuff. It's like, um, like with alcohol, it makes some people super happy and chatty and and outgoing and takes their inhibitions away. Other people get downright aggressive and get into fights with weed. It makes some people just want to sink into a couch, but it makes other people like get on a task and stay on task and stay oriented. And so it, and like with with discs like a passion is my favorite disc but it might not work for one of y'all you know and so it's like everybody has different things that help them or hinder them and so that's this the judgment that i just think needs to be just thrown out the window it's like you you keep trying things until you find what you like i'll keep doing the same and there's no need to to pick and poke at you know, no, wow. it, which it, who which one of us is superior or, or who's inferior. right? Yeah, you the, know? There, yeah, there's no right, and also like there isn't one thing. It's not like all disc golf players are stoners. No, right? There, there there's many different kinds of people that play disc golf. There's many different kinds of people that go to music festivals. There's many different kinds of people, mm-hmm. man. And to lump everybody in with one thing is just well, it's it's ignorant. Well, and, it's like you said, there's good judgment. 
and bad judgment. You know, if you see somebody that's kind of being sneaky behind you and like, you know, to like hold closer to your purse or go to your car or whatever. (laughs) But same thing, like like you said, sometimes you don't even like in your life, you're just hearing things and you don't necessarily know them or have seen them to be true. But you just believe them because default, like mm-hmm. they they were said to you. And when you mm-hmm. go out into the world and you start living, you start to really see a whole different, um, a whole different life than what you learned as a, as a child. And totally for you, what a cool thing to do at nineteen to get out there and really truly learn what the United States and the world is like. Like totally. that is invaluable. Like when you're sixty. That's invaluable yeah, to you. You're, you're going to have, have yeah, I'm sure like just the different cultures and the different um, people and, the, you know, going from mm-hmm. one, one bar, it's going to be totally different in one city than another. And so you have that wisdom inside and that's a really big, um, I'm, I'm hearing that a lot in, in what Aaron, I'll bring up what he said earlier about your character. Like it comes out in your character mm-hmm. that less um closed off and just more like let people figure out what they need for themselves that's the best medicine the the Mm -hmm. freedom to figure out what is right for you and to be honest with yourself and be like yeah i probably shouldn't do that before you know before a big game or oh you know what i'm not only going to do that when when it's appropriate you you Mm -hmm. self you figure it out for yourself yes self-regulate totally and you know another overlap that i saw with you is the whole like mindset of manifestation Mm. and like how that's such a integral part of disc golf and like seeing the line and manifesting that and making you know your reality come into focus with what your intention and your will were that's a huge like that's a huge life lesson that you learn through disc golf. That's yeah. wild page. Yeah. And, and like that kind of brings me back to something uh, from earlier too, is like you talked about Billy being humble and stuff. And like um, that's probably been my biggest struggle over the last like two or three years has been um, like tr- knowing that I am a champion and knowing that I have skills that set me apart and knowing that I'm dedicated and knowing like that I have the fire. And when I feel the fire burning, I can get even better and I can, and I can climb even higher heights. Um, but the struggle is knowing all of that and having to suppress it because I, I have let that sentiment out a few times, like in interviews and, it and this is an an assumption from me but i i think i've gotten so much backlash specifically because i'm a woman because if steph curry or um patrick mahomes or any sports superstar is like i'm gonna win this game they they don't get any backlash but the second that i feel that and Sometimes I will even say, I don't feel it, but I'm just trying to manifest it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to talk myself into it. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to say, I'm the best one out here. I'm going to win. And sometimes I mean it. Sometimes I feel it and I mean it. And I know I'm like on top of my game. Other times I'm literally trying to trick my brain. Yeah. 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 But, um, 
when I have opened up about that, I've gotten a lot of backlash uh, for that. Like, oh, you're not humble, you're cocky, you're whatever. And I find that to be so frustrating for one and like confusing because it's like, I'm an athlete. Shouldn't I want to win? Yeah. Shouldn't I believe that I can win? Yes. And that is, I would say, we've been talking about all these similarities, but I think that is what I would say is the biggest difference between music and disc golf is um, wow, like that people want to tear you down in sports. People want to root mm. against you. Yeah. Nobody's mm. going to go see Billy Strings to hate on him. Get to no. <laughs> They're going to stay home. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yes. And like, I literally, I bawled my eyes out at Bonnaroo last year. I went to see, I saw uh, Tosh Sultana's set. Oh, she's uh, amazing. You guys are, yeah, she's amazing. Yes. And um, her, her, like, I would say it's her top song. It's called Jungle. Mm-hmm. Um, she, of course, she closed out with it. Like she had played this incredible set sunsetting she's playing the saxophone with the golden light and everything it's beautiful (laughs) she gets to her best song and she is like doing the musical intro and she messes up and i just like i i froze as did the rest of the crowd but it was a it was a split second in time and then everyone started clapping yelling screaming you got mm-hmm. this you got this and i just like tears were just falling from my face it's like oh. thinking about one how beautiful that is that that people are uplifting that artist mm-hmm. but two of like how sad that is that that would never happen in sports you know like when you yeah. mess up in sports it's like oh my god you choked or yes. like oh jack prescott hurt again Like, you know, and it's like, they're always tearing the athlete down. Mm -hmm. And I wish so strongly that sports could, could grasp that from musicianship and like bring that into the sports world. Because I mean, that is a moment where we were talking about earlier, like when, when you're all dancing to the same song and you're like that That energy of the crowd, like the energy of like lifting tosh back up and she restarted the song and she slayed it destroyed and then shit. Yeah. she slayed it and then she <laughs> didn't even like she didn't say like thank you bonnaroo thank you guys love you she didn't say any words she just as soon as the she played the last note she fell to her knees and just started crying oh and like God. we all like i mean i didn't i don't know about everyone there but like <laughs> It was a, it was a like communal feeling. Yeah. Like we all oh, felt yeah. that love. I know, we all I know felt that, that feeling. And yes. like, how cool would that be to feel that in a sports situation? You know, like it, it's, it's kind of weird in sports because things are competitive by nature. You're competing against your rival or the other team or whatever. So like, right each rival or each player has their their fan base or the people that are cheering them on and so it's almost like shit talking is normal for mm-hmm. sports yeah. you know but, and but i will say this and i'm going to be a little heady <clears throat> here but <laughs> <laughs> you being who you are in disc golf is making that Brandon. happen yeah. in disc golf that's true right now that is true. You are making that happen. 
you don't even have to really do much. Just the energy of you having the experiences that you have and the mindset that you're bringing when you go play, that is going to change things. Mm-hmm. You're, that's your reality, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that you're experiencing is your perception. We talked about that earlier. Your perception, the way you perceive the world, you're seeing through different glasses now. You see it different. When your competitor screws up, you're not like, yeah, eh, gotcha. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. But so it is changing because you've changed. It's mm-hmm. happening. You, totally. you And you may not see it. You may not see the fruition of it in your time playing. You may not. But know that because you you are who you are and do and you're doing what you're doing that that is happening and i i feel like if there's any sport that can handle that kind of like fundamental change in viewpoint it's disc golf because of the overlap with music and the nature of like being outside being in nature yeah that yeah. stuff camaraderie like it, 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 yeah. the stage is set for that kind of thing to happen and of course there's there's jerks everywhere man like <laughs> you know what i mean the <clears throat> the old boys club and the, you Shit know that, starters, that kind of haters, stuff it, yeah. it, it, it is but things are changing and it's because of people like you and it's happening and yeah. and it's beautiful man that's i mean what more can we ask out of our lives than to be the catalyst for some kind of amazing beautiful change where we become more understanding and supportive of each other i just want to buy everyone like i just wish i was a billionaire and i could buy everyone a ticket to a festival (laughs) what a thoughtful gift like just go just just you know when you leave a festival you're just like why can't the world just right? be like that? Why can't right. the world Why does it have to just stay in those gates? You no. know? That's like, funny. That reminds me of the old commercial. I want to buy teach the, the world, world to sing. To sing. <laughs> <laughs> Paige, uh, I don't want to take up a lot of your time, but I do want to ask you a question that I, I ask this once in a while to people that get interviewed a lot, right? And... You sit down with a lot of people, and I'm sure that you hear the same five dumb questions over and over again, and you've had to answer them, and you have your, like, script that you go over. You're like, this is the answer (laughs) I get for that question. What have you always wished that somebody had asked you in an interview nobody's asked you about? I mean, honestly, I feel like this was probably my favorite interview I've ever done. Like, just kind of, like not the norm not the normal questions it's like it's just life you know and yeah. con- yes. and, and connection and yep. connection like i think that 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 would be it like i i guess just because my brain's already there um but i had just kind of talked about like buying people festival tickets and like leaving a festival and like I play better after seeing music because my heart is in Aww. a better place yeah and like Like when you, when you're at a festival, you're, you're kind of like flowing with each other. You're not like, Oh, excuse me. You don't feel like you're in people's ways. You're, yeah. you're never in anyone's way. 
you're flowing with each other, picking up their vibe and, and, and going together. And when you exit that venue, and honestly, sometimes when you're waiting to get into the venue, mm -hmm. even. Yeah, it can yeah. start before like, then. <laughs> you have this anxiety and you have this like, or you can. Right. Um, but like you, you, when you're not in it, you feel like you're in people's way and you're, and you're constantly thinking about other people and how you can make them happy and make them comfortable. And like, and a lot of times that is by, you know, you walk by someone on the street and you catch eyes and you both look down yes. and you pretend you didn't see each other. And in a festival, that does not happen. No. Look at each other. You might, you're probably even going to hug and just like, I love you. You don't know anything about that person, but their smile is contagious and it makes you smile. And now you're friends. And when you say and you like, love them, you mean it. You mean it. Yes. I literally mean it. Yep. Like, yeah. And like, I, every time I leave a festival, I try to hold on to that. Whether that's Aww. like, at least until my brain is like, you know, people have honked at me 20 times and say F you and I hate you, whatever. Then <laughs> right. it's like, it's hard to remember that. It's like, oh man, there is still this shitty world out there. Like, but like. I try to hold on to that for as long as I can, where it's like when someone looks at me in the eyes, I say, hello. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Uh, walk, look away, you know? And I think that that's something that's so small that we have full control over as humans. Like it's in our power and we're fully capable of just smiling at someone and saying hello yeah. instead of pretending you didn't see them, grabbing your phone because you don't know what to say. It's like, to you don't have to know what to say. No. Just, just say yeah. hi and smile. Like it will literally change, change the whole day. Yeah. And so like, I don't know if that's something that I wish, wish that someone would have asked me, but I think it's something that I wish I would have known oh, sooner. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that's absolutely. That, you know, what? So, like, that was a great, a great what's answer. funny is that I meant to ask you after you were talking about the Billy Strings thing, like you stayed up late that night and went to his free show. How did you perform the next day? <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Actually, I kind of want to look into that tournament standings and see. Yeah, just interesting because I just wonder, you know, like here you are, your your head's like totally blown by Billy's strings, yeah. Yeah. and you're on lack of sleep clearly, yeah, and you yeah. were partying, having dance, and then yeah. and then you go, you know, do your thing. So I just wonder, like, even just for your head, like you yeah. said, and but you did say it, like well, after you see music, you're elevated, you're lifted, your heart is open. So yeah, you're just kind of like, oh wow, there's good, good in the world, and like connection, and and you know whatever, and like, um, you we talked about it earlier of like, but like you're competing against each other, and you have yeah. these rivals and stuff, and so I understand that, and I can completely wrap my head around why it's different than music, but um, yeah, yeah, like you you remember that you don't have just because you're competing against each other for money or a trophy or accolades whatever like you don't have to wish them any ill, Ill. No, or yeah if like you that. and i like, if you and i are competing against each other which i'm going to lose but if you and i are competing <laughs> against each other i can root for you 
Yeah. I can want you to do good. Yeah, I can want totally. you to play your best game. I'm going to play my best game. We'll see who wins. Well, I think Let's that's go. the totally nature when, of when an that, athlete, right? Is to you want to play against somebody who's playing their best. Yeah. You don't totally. want to play somebody that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having yeah. a bad yeah. day. You, that, you can't call that a win, really, uh-huh. yeah. if they uh-huh. weren't on their A game. You were just uh-huh. going to say when Billy sits in, right? When he sits in with Vince, like he's not trying to outshine Vince. Vince isn't trying to like be like, oh, come on, Billy, like tone, tone down a little bit. Right. You know, like they're they're trying to build, 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 build Lift you each know? other up. I think. Oh, I do have one more thing. Yeah. This yeah. Do it. Big realization for me, like. um, Like being at, at festivals or just any live music and like watching the crowd like most of the time i'm in the pit but sometimes i go to the back and i'm just like kind of more observing like the way the crowds are they is it moving together you know and just like feeling that like human wave almost um and like you'll notice that when the song slows down or like it's it's not an upbeat number people start walking away and like you can literally see it happening Mm -hmm. and that happens as well in conversation when you're when you're hanging out with your friends and like you know it's like everyone's laughing telling jokes ha 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 cheers grab a beer you're laughing everyone's engaged and then there's like this little brief moment of silence and then one two three people grab their phone and they see what else is going on and like for me something that i wish i could have understood sooner is like that those quiet moments are just as good as as the loud moments like like you're not gonna feel connection when you're like all of the energies are like so high like the some of the most like tender and and beautiful moments are like when it's calm so like if you're hanging with me don't grab your damn phone. Like I'll walk away. <laughs> yeah, like, I, We're trying to connect, right? I, so I why are you connecting it. with your phone? And so like, I know that that's like a thing that everyone is going, you know, talking about like, Oh, I, I you know, spend too much time on social media, but it's like, you can't really experience that until you go to a festival and you literally can't get service mm-hmm. if you try. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can't realize, hide. I've had the best week of my whole year without my phone, you know? So I don't know. I just, I've been, I've been like, um, that's been very strong for me. And like, uh, my fiance and I were congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Congratulations. Right on. That was really cool. I saw that on your Instagram and that's rad and romantic and sweet. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. We're, we're, um, talking a lot about wedding plans and stuff and, and, uh, the very first detail that we, um, agreed on was that uh, we won't have any technology like obviously we want videos um, we'll have a videographer and stuff but um, like leave your phones at the door we're not no phones yeah you get a round of applause like, that. yes, yeah. like, that's cool man like be that's at my wedding idea. don't yeah. freaking just show we, up yeah, like use yeah. it to hide I, I, yes I realize it with myself yeah. the minute I start getting a little anxious or uncomfortable in a situation I'll use it to hide yeah it's a, busy it's, it's like and busy. It, honestly you'll find you'll find even more connection if you just say that out loud like oh man I almost just grabbed my phone but then I realized I'm here it's with you, because, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Call and yourself like, out. Yeah. Call yourself out. And that person will be like, damn shit. Me too. You yeah. know, like, 
and yeah, like I've, I've found so much more connection with my, my, mostly my dad, um, not because of the phone thing, but just like when you have something that you feel uncomfortable and like you want to hold in, just, you just say it and you're yes. just like, man, man. Yeah. and it's you. like kind of uncomfortable for sure. <laughs> and a little weird, but it's like, so what? Some of the best. <laughs> that some of the best hugs I've had were from my dad this year after Aww. getting that's into a so little debate. You dope. know, which is important, and that that's one thing I want to personally, and I know they'll agree. I personally want to thank you for. I'm the person around here. I don't have a filter. Things come <laughs> out of my mouth sometimes that maybe shouldn't, or in the wrong way, or mispronounced, or something like that. <laughs> mispronounced. Is and the one most. thing I admire about you, and it really comes through in the documentary, especially talking to you tonight, and like seeing your dad in the documentary. I really appreciate your outspokenness and your oh, yeah. tenacity in pushing for the equality and not just in your sport and talking to you tonight, like kind of like in everything in humanity, yeah, equality and love and everything. And I just, I love your tenaciousness and your outspokenness and you don't mind if it's going to get you in a little bit of trouble or upset somebody because that's how you get things changed, changed. Totally. Totally. I'm, I'm, ex I'm very excited to come see you guys in Portland and hang. I was yeah, going to say, number two, is, yeah. uh, number two is I cannot wait yes. until we're all the show together now. Hopefully a Billy Strings one, maybe yes. a Leftover yeah. Salmon, maybe Torquoise. We'll be, I'll be there the in, between, uh, the, I think it's June. The week oh, between Beaver yeah. State Fling and Portland Open. Let's uh, wow. look at the music schedule. Yeah, I'll be there. May, oh, no, May 25th May. to 28th. I'm, we'll I'm writing it down May. right now. Yeah. End we'll, of May. I'll tell you Let what. Me know. Right my birthday. I'll, I'll tell you what, Paige. Um, I'll send my number through your IG to your pub, your publicist handles that, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll send my number through there. Keep my number. And when you come through, hit me up and come over to the house. You guys both come over and we'll break bread. And hang Paige, out. I have got That's a spa great. here. I'll hook you up. Facials. Do a yep. little, you know, a little energy <laughs> yeah. work. The whole, we'll, we'll treat you. We'll awesome. have the, the best time. But, I look forward to it. But the first wait before we leave, because you said you must've said connections at least tw a dozen times or more in this. And I want you to know one thank I want to say thank you for connecting with us. Yeah, thank man. you for making this possible because we really were all very, very charged up and excited. We didn't know what we were going to get. And after watching the documentary, after speaking with you and getting a little bit deeper, I can understand how how deep you truly are and these connections that you're making are not for nothing. And thanks for pointing that out, that like that synchronicity and that um, ability to recognize is what I'm really just, um, I'm grateful that, that there's someone else in the world that is in a position of leadership that can put that word out because we need it. And I just want to thank you for like Apple said, like your boldness and your tenacity, like thank you for being that for like your generation. And, and if we're giving parting, whatever's well, I, I, I just well, want to say it. I, I, I want to, <laughs> I also want to say too, back to what you're talking about earlier when you're like, you know, it, sometimes it's hard and you wonder like, who am I just from me to you page? All you got to do is be you. Don't worry mm -hmm. about what people fucking say. Don't don't worry about it. Who cares? That's their opinion. Just be you. And what you got going on inside right here, that's real. And it comes through. I see it. We see it. 
So all you got to do is be yourself. That's right. it. Totally. I, I, I'm it. learning that more and more yeah. every day. You're good. I appreciate it. And yeah. thank you guys so much for having me on Aww. and like yeah. finding my worlds and also, you know, giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit about disc golf and, and, you know, just, just share the love. I just yeah. wanted to say, I uh, just one last thing because he sat here the entire time and everything we, we felt, I, we love the Jason and Audrey and their kids have become a part of our lives they have introduced disc golf to us, made us understand it and <laughs> yeah. appreciate it yep. more. A couple months or a month or more, a couple months ago, when we first, Aaron first told Jason about it, he, they obviously all knew who you were. He was not just excited. He was excited for himself, for us, and for you to make this happen tonight. And we thought we needed a ringer in case because <laughs> in case we would talk to disc golf, he would know. But I just want to. This is a thank you to Jason and your family for being Absolutely. here tonight, and being part of this, and being so supportive of us. And he said right away, he's all, "This is going to be awesome for you guys. She's amazing, and no matter what yeah, happens, it's going to be really a, a great conversation." So. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Page. Well, thanks for blending the worlds, Jason. You're welcome. <laughs> it was fun. I'm glad this. True. I'm glad this didn't stay in the disc golf lane. I'm glad we talked life and music and real yeah. talk. So it's nice to talk. Yeah, to I'm you. excited to go see you guys at a yeah. show sometime. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. If you're ever at a Billy String show, chances are I'll be there. So <laughs> all right, we're gonna <laughs> nice. seek you out. Nice. Yeah, I got, a, I got quite a few on the schedule for. Good the job. upcoming oh, months. Right? Yeah. Oh. A, a friend of ours that was just here earlier this afternoon is going to New Year's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. Okay. Oh, okay. Bryce. Bryce. Bryce oh, and Kelly. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. She's uh, probably met Bryce in the pit. If she's yeah. up in the bathroom, he's front row. He, he gets front row, he holds travels. the rail, okay. and lets people come up. And they, they, they For both sets? Like, is he the type oh, yeah. that holds, oh, yeah. holds oh, yeah. his For, bathroom breaks in? Yeah. Yeah, he's dedicated. He's a warrior. I'll send you my number, Paige. Yeah, sounds good. Right, hey, right. thank, thank you, you so, much. so much. Merry thank Christmas. You. Happy yeah. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Apple, Apple told me to wait because his thing <laughs> that, that did so is my microphone stand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just listening back makes my cheeks all like hurty and smiley listening to her voice and being reminded of the conversation. Yeah, that was that was really something sweet. You know, we've um in five and a half years of doing the show, we've received some compliments along the way from like people that we've had on. <gasps> yes. I, I have to say that I know, I know you're going to yeah, talk. I have to say that Paige gave us the best compliment. I, my favorite compliment that we've ever gotten because she does interviews all the freaking time, man. Mm -hmm. That's somebody that's like been interviewed a th probably a thousand times. Yeah, you're and, a champion. People want to know about you. And Derek. for her to say that this was her favorite interview that she's ever done, that's huge, man. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, and it was. thanks, Paige. That I mean, that like that brought tears to our eyes. Yeah. That those tears of joy. Yep, I remember that night after we hung up with her. I was just like, holy shit, Paige Pierce just told us that we just did her favorite interview well, ever. To have a mutual respect for some, like if somebody like thinks that you're awesome and it, but you in turn really think that they're awesome, you know, that there's a great feeling to that where there's that mutual respect and appreciation for someone's craft or someone's art or their style, whatever that is. And I never really had a um, an interest in going out and trying disc golf. Like 
I tried it, I think, once with Jason for a minute when we were like waiting at Hornings to do yeah. something. Oh, yeah, like Mouth there messing around. Yeah, when Simon's out there really tossing a, around. A, a shot at it, but I tried, you know. But talking to her made me actually want to like go play around. Oh, I, I totally do. And like Jason said, it's always like, well, then I got to buy, say, like most people we know that disc golf are like, you don't have to buy anything. I have several sets yeah. because you update your equipment. And like Jason is all, he's, he's like, dude, I've got a whole set. I still don't think need it's to trippy that it. like there's equipment for disc golf. Oh, like and she's got the coolest and, discs. They're awesome. Yeah. Well, and it's awesome too. That's one thing with, with the, the documentary, uh, the fierce documentary it really teaches you everything yeah. you need to know about it. Like understanding that there's discs that curve yeah. to the right. Yeah. There's ones that go to the left. There's ones that go like in a zigzag S pattern. Did it's you like, know what a hyzer or anti-hyzer was I, before I this? No, I did not. <laughs> Me either. Sure did not. I wonder how often she gets to have like really in-depth, like longer conversations. Cause I'm, I bet she has a lot of like quick interviews yeah, like after, after like sporting events and stuff. But yeah, how did you feel today on right. that third? Yeah, that kind of shit. Well, and what we imagine, too, with, like, a lot of musicians, like, like I mean, you're a musician. Like, like, so what strings do you use, Jack? And what, like, more technical? Like, what is your equipment? What do you play on stage? What's, like, that? That, that seems to be the norm for sports, too. Like, what's your equipment? What's this? And do you do you like doing interviews? I love it. Yeah. You do? I love talking. Well, you oh, guys are great yeah. to talk to, too. But I like, Thanks. like, uh, conversation and with, with intention too was something I really yeah loved. yeah. Jack, did you grow up in a spiritual family? I grew up uh, Catholic. My what? mom was super Catholic. My dad was not so much, but pretty pretty Catholic. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Okay. You're just you. You, um, you have a very centered way about you, and um, you you do you do a lot of stuff that I aspire to do like your meditation and stuff like that and running and whatnot. And I just wondered like, was that something that was instilled in you from being a kid? Yeah. Uh, man, I don't know. I think I've had, I dealt with some like loss at a young age and I always wanted to like, to deal with that, do something like I always had this itch in me to like do something very different and like push myself, you know, I always had a lot of like, um, people in my life that have, pushed me like baseball coaches and stuff to like if you want something you have to like go way beyond yourself to do it you know wow that's that. great advice way yeah. beyond yourself so you've always been kind of sport you played baseball mm -hmm. like, like in high school junior yeah. high high school like that or uh, and then a little bit of college a little bit of college ball too and then the yeah <laughs> my college coach was like he's like there's three things you can do in college if you're you can play sports get good grades or party you can't do all three i was like i kind of want to Party. Do the party thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. That was Jack's career in baseball. <laughs> Woo. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's it's inspirational, man, to see like people that are still partying and having fun and you're, you know, you're killing it, playing music and all that, but you take your Discipline. your life stuff seriously. Yeah. And uh, dude, I appreciate that. And I'm also like, I don't always meditate, you know, and like, I, I feel some, I try to be grounded, but I'm also like a lot of the time, like, you know, so feel so lost with everything, Enjoy you know, and do you totally so imperfect? Did you so think, far from it? did you think that like, as you got older, that would get better? I thought it would become less important. I thought it'd be like more dull to like my emotions, but I'm like, 
<laughs> I'm like more emotional now. Dude. Hell yeah. yeah. I was I, I we asked were, you that. We were just talking about this the other night about like the elder thing, and which is weird to think, you know, even I'm 53. That's you like that, an no, elder. Yeah, we're not. But, but you are in a way, it's like talking about people, younger people asking you for advice. And it's like, I, I, I can remember we've talked about this is when our fathers like said to, when, when they get a certain age and your dad or, or whoever, whatever elder finally tells you, it's like, it doesn't get any easier. And guess what? I'm, you know, I'm 80 and I haven't figured shit out. <laughs> it's it's like, true, man. It's, it, yeah. yeah. You guys talk always, about this on your pod. Like, you, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, part of your podcast is to like go deep into the psyche, into like your, your emotional state and like humanness, you know, yeah, yeah. rather than always, it's also the music thing, but. That's, yeah, I really love your podcast because of that aspect. Aww. Thanks, man. And I relate to the jam band thing a lot, but it's like, that's the part I love a lot for sure. Well, I love that, uh, that you said that because that we get to do it with musicians and, and artists and whoever else we have on the show. I think most people love to talk about stuff that's deep. There's just not an opportunity or mm-hmm. the questioning that brings it up or maybe even the right atmosphere. And so when we get to do that and actually all be quiet and listen, and then you can um, later on listen at your leisure, you're part of this awesome conversation that maybe you wanted to be a part of if you would have known it was taking place, or maybe you just think that the ideas that came out of it are good. And so I think that we all crave it. You know, I think we want to exercise our voice box and our, you know, our ideas, but sometimes we just don't have the venue for it or the opportunity and a lot of time like this little our, our podcast and like the the shows we love the bands i love that it's kind of an open area as in there's really no time limit to any there's not a yeah. time limit on most things unless you're it's a band playing like with the curfew or something because we never you never know what you're going to get you go to a fish show or something it could be two and a half three hours or it could be four four and a half five you know you never know and we never really set constraint we kind of have an idea about we don't want to go too long, but it's never, you never feel pressured to like wrap it get up content pushed in in a certain time. No, it's man. more free form and stuff. Kind of like you guys play, yeah. you know, it's, it, there's no real time limit on it. You can stretch a song. You make a, what was originally a five minute song, a 50 minute song. If you want. <laughs> yeah. I think too, that the like freedom special. that, um, a lot of people would be having the conversations types of conversations that we're having here but they don't have people in their life that they feel comfortable having them with i think oh, that, totally yeah. yeah and and how lucky we are for uh, you guys are you know so we are. Yeah. super we're true we're, we're you're, jack that doesn't go on deaf ears for sure we're we're grateful for each other i think especially these last few weeks we really have leaned on each other a lot more and like you know we've known each other a lifetime basically but the relationship still gets deeper and and it's like we have this um, f- friendship and this bond that's like developing even like sweeter notes to it if you will like it that's what it feels like it's like dang we just are going through all this like backhand back turmoil with our lives and our careers and all this stuff and like the way that we're able to be there for each other is like a m- more mature and like upgraded way than we've ever been friends before and it's really fucking rad yeah. cheers to that yeah it's, yeah. It, yeah it's it's awesome to have folks that you can just be with and that's why finding friends like you is really dope because you fit mm-hmm. in with that and and that's yeah. that's like the thing with no simple road that i love is that if somebody is out there and they feel like they don't have that 
then they can put on the show and hang out with us and be a part of that. You know what I mean? And see you around. See you at a fish yeah, show. Like, right. yeah. Or come to Mojo Family Fest. Yeah. 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 Let's go. Dude, this summer is going to be spring and summer is just, I'm so excited, dude. We, that fish announcement made me so happy. Yes. It was just so good. And you asking us to come to Mojo Family Fest mm. made me so happy. Yeah. And, it's it was just such a great time last last, last year. Week. Was, yeah. Last week, week. <laughs> now it wasn't last week. Last, <laughs> last week was yeah. such a great time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did have fun. We, we really did have actually a good so. time. All right, let's let's <clears throat> let everybody go. Okay, and yeah, thank you, everybody. We'll be, we'll be back on Monday though. Yeah. So don't be sad. Come we'll visit. be back on Monday with more stuff and things. And until then, what I want you to do: smile at a stranger, take care of each other, safety third, hydrate. And um, support disc golf. That, that. Do that. And watch Fierce. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We love you. Peace. tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. Features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.